Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source of clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm going to be here all morning, and coming up, we have a subway singer who goes to success, and Alex Nestor, who returns with her hot blues, high volume, and cool notes. So stay tuned. It's Music Friday Live. So I'll be dressed up to the floor and got lost in the night. I don't believe her when she says she don't. Well, before I introduce our first guest, I, I want to thank all of you who have been uh, recommending bands on our website. We are booked through January, and we have to hold off booking for a while. Also, next week is a holiday, so you can enjoy a classic Music Friday Live from years gone by this Friday, if you just have to have your, uh, your dose of Music Friday Live along with some turkey. Also, this Friday, we're going to post a bunch of, re, uh, of reviews, new reviews, so take a look at the website. Now, I've got something on my mind. I, I really want to uh, get off my chest here. Do you um, go to the clubs, and when you leave the club, you close the club, and you're a little bit too much to drink, so you decide to call Uber? Well, many people do. In fact, so many people do that Uber has become a virtual accessory in the club scene, at least in L.A. and New York. But this weekend, we learned that Ubering may put your privacy at risk and that the drivers who smile at you and tell you what a great thing driving for Uber is may not be telling you exactly everything that's true. Uh, They actually may be lying to uh, cover what some people say uh, is abusive minimum wage job. How do we know all this? Well, the founder of Uber told investors at a party that he was thinking of spending a million dollars, a million dollars, to dig up dirt on journalists who criticize the company. And if that isn't bad enough, one journalist discovered that she was being tracked by Uber and that the whereabouts of another journalist was put on a big screen at a cocktail party so people could track him around the city. Now, Uber drivers complain that their promised earnings in Los Angeles have been cut in half and they now have to work 17 hours to make as much as they used to make in eight hours. Also, Uber could underprice Lyft and monopolize the market, they claim. Drivers who don't get 4.7 out of 5 ratings get fired. And remember, a lot of those drivers are leasing cars or they bought cars so they can make a living at Uber. And if they get fired just because they don't always get the best ratings, they're stuck with those, those costs. It's gotten so bad that drivers now tell journalists they're organizing unions, which, of course, Uber system won't recognize Now, my own experience with Uber was in Chicago, and it was kind of mixed. One driver was great, one didn't show up, and one got lost with us in the car, but she was very apologetic. So I can't comment on their service. But as a music journalist, I am outraged that Uber would even think of attacking the reputation of journalists who just do their job. Can you imagine a band doing opposition research on a writer who gave them a bad review? Well, I don't like it that my private information may be seen and used by Uber employees without my permission. So I'm, 
I'm not in the business of making recommendations on products, except for the products that advertise on our show. But when I go to a club and I don't want to drive home, I'm going to use the Curb app, that's C-U-R-B, and that'll get me a yellow cap. Now, we have to take a break now to welcome in our affiliates, and uh, when we return, the versatile, entertaining, and red-hot Alex Nestor. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm back, and I'm host of Music Friday Live, welcoming our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and all their radio affiliates, and also on the Blog Talk Radio network. If you have questions or comments for our guests, you can call in live, 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or you can email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. If you're listening to Music Friday Live on a podcast, and I know a lot of you are, you can still email questions for our guests, and we'll forward your questions to them so they can reply directly to you unless you tell us differently. Then we can you know, take out your email address and they'll reply to us and then we'll send it to you. That way you don't get put on any email list that you don't want to. Well, when I first became aware of Alex Nestor, she was the keyboard player in Salvador Santana's band. She had a humongous smile and an incredibly high and precisely controlled voice. She was the backbone of songs like Rise Up and Into the Night, Into the Light. And she added high notes and power to Salvador's skillful mid-range rapping. Well, as I got to know her better, and I learned her story, cancer as as a teenager, recovery, a career that spans many albums, theatrical productions, hundreds of gigs with her band and others, and many advertising jingles and soundtracks, I began to see her as a very accomplished entertainer in her own right, which she is. In other words, besides being beautiful, talented, and highly skilled musician, Alex Nestor is also an unstoppable hard worker. So I started you know, going to her live gigs, and I learned three new, three new things about her. I learned, first of all, that she likes the late night. No early evening gigs for her. She plays well with anybody, and she brings something powerful and unique to every live show she's part of. In short, Alex Nestor is pure entertainment, which is why we invited her back on Music Friday Live. Alex, welcome back. Oh, you're making me blush. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry this is not television. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, Alex... You, you've been out there playing in the clubs a lot lately. I, I've seen you recently in the basement in Santa Monica with two different bands, I think. And uh, looking at your schedule, you seem to be the go-to girl for a number of bands. Now, where do you get the time to rehearse and work with more than one or two bands and still write and record? I mean, do you ever sleep? Um, sleep is fleeting, but, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's great to, you know, during the day I can do lots of sessions and I can do lots of writing and gigs are primarily at night. So, you know, we can rehearse during the day and you know what, if you love it, you'll, you'll find a time to fit it in somewhere, you know? Yep. <laughs> I guess so. 
Make and and now I know why you only like like the the, the late night uh, segments and uh, when you when you play. Cause you're... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell recently... you, I'm not I'm not but... used to early nights. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I I could tell. Um, in fact, there have been a couple uh, of nights, and well, we won't go into that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I recently saw you sing with the Tang Gang, which is a funk rock blues collective. Now the the Tang Gang has its own female singer, Simone Leeward, and she's pretty damn good. So how do the two of you divide up who does the vocals? Well, initially, um, she had to step out for a little bit, um, and they needed a sub. So uh, I was friends with the um, the primary trumpet player, Max O'Leary. I've worked with Max many, many times. He's done my horn arrangements for years now, and they needed you know, they needed a sub on vocals. So I came in and I subbed while she was out. And then when she came back, uh, John Paul Trotter, who's the, the band leader and the guitar player, just kind of threw half at her and threw half at me. And, you know, we just kind of make it work. Um, well, but it's really it does, cool to have, too. like, it's really cool to have, like, to be able to do backgrounds on certain songs because, you know, you're you're listening to these songs and you kind of miss the backgrounds at points. You know, because they harken back to the record, so it's it's cool to be able to do them, and when I'm singing lead, to be able to hear them, it just it brings a really cool um, dimension to everything. So it's it's been a lot of fun splitting things up with her. Well, it it it's a lot of fun to watch too. Uh, I love being out in the audience. Now you've got four very different shows coming up. You're going to be at, at the Cafe Forense in Moorpark tonight. Yeah. Then Saturday. And Saturday night, you do an acoustic show at the Ocean View in Montrose, which is sort of on the other end of the city. And then you return to the basement with the Tang Gang on December 9th, which is a show I'm going to be at if I've recovered from nice. my birthday party. The night, well, we'll see how I'm, I feel after my birthday party the night before. <laughs> <Touché>. <laughs> right? and, and, and then for something really different, you're going to be at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills. Um, that's quite a schedule. Do, do you like switching bands and formats like that? Well, it's it's cool. Every it's neat to be able to do different things. Um, like tonight and tomorrow night are both just me and my keyboard. So, you know, it's it's fun to be able to just sit and play, you know, and just kind of sing what I feel and. Um, at the same time, you know, going back to the basement and you know having that high energy is always fun too and. And the Four Seasons is a little different. It's it's with my band, but it's a little more scaled down. So it's I always like a challenge too. You know, I mean, you can't I can't play the show at the basement at Ocean View or at Cafe Forense. That doesn't work. You know, I also can't just be me and my keyboard all night long at you know a high energy club. So it's it's just it's fun to you know work with different dimensions and and uh, you know th- different colors of what I do I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking with Alex Nestor about her live shows and her album uh, Burn It Down, and you can talk with her too. Uh, you can call us at three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us here. And whoops, a couple of emails just popped up. You can email us here at musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. We'll get to those emails in just a second. In between gigs, you've released many albums. Uh, the most recent one is Burn It Down. I believe that was in 2011. And, mm-hmm. and 
I want to play a little bit of the uh, the title song so our um, our audience who doesn't know you can get used to, can see what we're talking about here. Here's Burn It Down. Me, you would never allow Spare all my heart Trying to cross it somehow But I stay here Right here and right now Cause I've seen through and around I'd no longer lie to come around So I'm gonna burn it down Burn it down, burn it down That is such a nice combination of cool jazz and hot blues soul. And, and I know there's a message in this album about real genuine music, and of which that is a very good example. Now, in this mm-hmm. album, what is your message about real genuine music? Uh, that album is a loaded album, I'll tell you. <laughs> I really had something to say, and I really had to get it off my chest. And, you know, it's just very much fueled by that passion and it's just a it's just a need to be authentic it's uh it's um you know a cry for real honest genuine you know music and creation and you know i've had lots of trials with with the music industry and just with life in general and um burn it down in particular kind of embodies the whole, you know, what the whole album is saying, which is, you know, if you have an obstacle in your way to whatever your goal may be, you can't go over it, you can't go under it, you can't go around it, burn it down and rise above it. Let me ask you about that. Um, how do you feel about artists who use electronic equipment on stage to bring in echo or samples or wah-wahs or other effects while they play live? Is is that not also genuine music? No, it, it absolutely is. Every with every technology has really given us um, a whole new world of things that we can do as musicians. I don't have a problem with using electronics using technology to add to music, you know, and, and to, to add to what we create. Um, you know, I love it. I love being able to experiment with that side of it, but it's not a substitute for being actually, you know, like it's not a substitute, like, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, like technology is not a substitute for a singer who can't sing. You know, it's not a substitute for, a, you know, being able to play guitar. You know, it's you got to have that craft 
underneath it all. You know, you got to be able to create genuine music and then it can it can just take you to new levels, but it's not a substitute for it. Well, here's here's some real genuine music. This is a, a, another cut from Burn It Down. This is the very genuine Wildfire. From the things I've learned Hard in my heart and sick in my skin Somehow you still find your way in But you can't be the fighter You can't kill a survivor Can't bring me down Wow, boy, that that really uh, wakes you up. Now, I understand that's actually a single, isn't it? Yes, yes, it's a single that I did with Salvador Santana, and um, there's a music video for it on YouTube, and um, it's going to be on an upcoming EP that I'm working on right now. So that should be out pretty soon, actually. I'm really excited. It's it's a little different, but, you know, it's, it's it's going to be fun. I'm excited. <laughs> so, so that's not available yet. People can't get get their hands on it yet. I take it. They they can't get their hands on the EP, but Wildfire is available for download on um, iTunes and CD Baby, Amazon, pretty much everywhere. Um, it, but the EP will will follow shortly. Okay, and the the current album out. Uh, where do they get that? Burn It Down, you can get Burn It Down same places. You can get it off CD Baby if you want to physically. You can also download it from CD Baby, iTunes, Amazon, pretty much whatever your go-to music source is, you can get it. Okay, and and I really recommend the physical copy because it's got a great picture of you with an axe in your hand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Emails. Emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Renee in Los Angeles uh, says it's it's really nice to hear a high note blues singer. You go, gal. Where do you play live in downtown LA? I don't know. Do you play live in downtown LA? Uh, haven't been in downtown uh, very much recently. First of all, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, if if you ever want to see where I'm playing, it'll be on my website, alexnester.com on my Facebook, um, and uh, I'll always post on my Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is AskGuilo, and my Instagram, which is the same, and I'll always post where I'm playing. Um, but I will be playing um, often. I play at the Fox and Hounds in Studio City. I play at the Basement Tavern down in Santa Monica, two absolutely stellar venues that are breaking the mold of venues in general in Los basement. Angeles. Yeah, but, highly recommend both of them and well, um four seasons <laughs> and the four seasons right i have to ask you about yeah. that one in a minute a little um, more on the west side but <laughs> boss pick in st paul uh wants you to come to st paul he says uh we have a lot of great jazz clubs here and you would really uh, wake things up oh heck yeah i'd love to i've never been out that way and i'd absolutely love to go out there 
every every new city I've been to always has something so unique to offer. It's it's so much fun to travel and play in new cities, and I'll keep my fingers crossed that something brings me out there soon. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know about St. Paul. I've been to the clubs in, in Minneapolis, which, of course, is right over the, the bridge from St. Paul, and it, it's, it's a, quite a scene there. Uh, Larry in Austin. Larry wants to know, do you only play the electric, or do you ever play blues on a stand-up piano? Interesting question. Oh, um, if there's an acoustic piano there, heck yeah. I love it. Um, it's a little <laughs> uh, less portable than my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, love acoustic pianos. I actually recorded acoustic piano on my latest single uh, called Loved By, um, which is also available on CD Baby and iTunes and everything. And that was, um, that was a little bit play. of a quieter release. Yeah, it was yeah. It was uh, written for my aunt who um, unexpectedly passed away last year. So I wrote that for her. And uh, We're going yeah. to play that one in a minute. Um, in, in my introduction, Alex, I talked about your hard work ethic and, and the amazing amount that you've accomplished. Um, in that particular song, you have a line that says, you can't beat a fighter, you can't kill a survivor. Now, you're a cancer survivor, but that was when you were 16. You've also gone on to a whole lot of success from there. So what are you fighting for now? What's your challenge? And, and before you answer that, there's another song on the album that talks about challenges, that's the moving on. And there's a line in there that, that goes, so sad you can't be a man, never took the time to give a damn. Um, is that part of challenges or challenges that we all face? I mean, what's going on there? It's usually my, my, it's my fight with, uh, I don't know, it's, it's kind of my, my, my cry of life. You know, there's always what everybody has a different obstacle in the way. Everybody has something that's going to bring them down, or something that's trying to hinder where you want to go, or where you feel you need to go, or what you need to do in this life. And as long as you have that love for life and what you're doing and that passion, nothing can keep you down. No matter if it's a, you know, ex boyfriend or if it's uh which was not my reference <laughs> not my personal okay. reference okay or you know uh you you run into some people in the industry who are just trying to take you down and who you know don't think you're worth anything and you know what you say all right thanks for your comments uh i'm gonna keep going without you that's all right <laughs> i i take so, it that that you have a, a fairly jaundiced view of the uh, the music industry today. <laughs> I've I've had my battles. I really have, and um, a lot of my struggle, I think, is you know, with with every struggle you have thrown at you, every obstacle thrown at you, you know, it kind of creates an internal struggle too, because you, you know, you get down. You're like, am am I worth it? Am I good enough? Am I, you know, am I gonna accomplish what I need to accomplish and those are all just negative thoughts that just need to go away if you love what you're doing you're going to keep doing it and you're going to do it great and you're going to you know follow your dreams and don't worry about what anybody else says <laughs> do what you love for the love of it well so, obviously, and that's a lesson myself I've had to learn too so well, obviously, you have um, you are good enough because you played some pretty big venues with some pretty big stars. You played with Carlos Santana and with Chicago, with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Do you miss that 
do you miss the big audiences and the great dressing rooms with the drinks and the sandwiches and all that sort of stuff? Well, it was it was a lot of fun being able to do those. Um, the Earth, Wind, and Fire show was one of the highlights of my life because that was the first time I ever got to play a venue like that, you know, opening, playing my own music, and then being able to go back there years later with Salvador and, and open for Carlos. That was just an incredible ride, and I really would absolutely love to do it again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> But you know what? There's every place I play. There's like, like in the basement. There's an energy some nights in the basement that you just is unreal. It's the same energy you get on stage in front of twenty two thousand people. It's just it's different, but it's it's not any less um, intense and and fulfilling. You know, it's like if you get people who are listening and loving it, it doesn't matter where you're playing. Um, but yeah, I'd really like to hit that big stage again, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I I hope you do. Uh, I'm, I, and if you do, I'll I'll be there in the front row, even if I have to buy a VIP ticket. Um, <laughs> now, one of speaking of, of uh, intimate venues, one of your upcoming gigs is acoustic. Um, is acoustic easier than singing with a band, or is it more challenging because there's no place to hide and nobody to, to sort of hand things over to? Um, I wouldn't say it's any easier. I just say it's different. It's different because, I mean, I enjoy sitting, you know, at the piano and just, just singing and playing and kind of going wherever I feel, you know, Um but there's a different energy that comes with a band. So I I really, really love them both. And I'm glad that I have an opportunity to to be able to do both. Um, I know I say acoustic, acoustic being my keyboard, but I'm still playing piano on my keyboard. <laughs> it's just hard to look <laughs> piano over there. <laughs> but oh, yeah, it's just me and keys, that's all. The, the acoustic show that I was referring to there, of course, is the one that's going to be this Saturday in Montrose at the Ocean View. And your next show after that will be at the Four Seasons Hotel in Beverly Hills, with, and that'll be your band. Now, that's going to be kind of an interesting gig because the Four Seasons is sort of the iconic Beverly Hills destination. Are you going to rock out? Um, you going to do things you know? in the Four Seasons like you do them in the basement? <sighs> It's interesting because I played there a few times, and we start off a little more subdued, you know, because I always want to feel out the room. I don't want to, I don't want to start all balls to the wall if everybody's going to be scared and want to leave, you know. I I want to feel out the room and ease them into it, and, you know, do some cool stuff like uh, you know some Al Green and summertime and those kinds of things, and and then move into you know we'll we'll kind of go where the night takes us, but every time we played there. We end with things like like Ain't It Fun, like Paramore, and Deja Vu. I mean, we we rock out a bit. I was <laughs> I was really surprised. I was like, okay, the four seasons can get down. I'm okay, like, oh. all right. Well, <laughs> speaking of 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 getting down, or maybe uh, not getting down, maybe uh, uh, a, a little more sedate. I want to play uh, a, a piece you mentioned earlier, and this is uh, Love By.
that's loved by, and we didn't play it, but in the last verse, you really let go and you take your voice with full power, and then you kind of carefully bring it down to cool and emotional, and you sound like you're sort of smiling inside when you do it. I get the feeling that you just love to control and manipulate your voice so precisely. Is that as much of a joy for you as it is for us to listen to? It really is. It really is. Um, with this in, this particular instrument, you know, it's like the possibilities are so endless with the different, you know, colors and shades and and um, nuances. And that's what I really, really love about the voice. And that's how I always try to record the voices. I want to hear all of those natural qualities. You know, I want to, you know, I want to hear the, the flips. I want to hear all the intimate you know, cracks and pops and whatever else comes out of the voice. I want to hear the <laughs> honesty of it. Well, maybe well, not there are, cracks. There are, there are too many you cracks and pops. <laughs> not in your voice. No, that's, on the, that's on the outtake reel. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, we are, uh, we've been having a lot of fun, which means we are now out of time. Uh, so I want to, uh, Alex, I, I know, I know. Uh, I want, but I'll be at your your basement concert, so we can pick this up again live. After, awesome. of course, we do a little bit of dancing. Uh, and I want to thank you <laughs> very much for for taking the time to come back on the air with us today. This has been so much fun, and I want to let. Uh, I just really appreciate having you on the air. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. You know, supporting music as much as you do. I mean, you have such a genuine love for it, and just to be able to spread that around and, and give us, you know, independent artists some some opportunities and stuff like that. It's really incredible. And uh, we all appreciate it more than we can say. Well, you know what, what Wavy Gravy said? He said that uh, you don't stop, you don't get, you don't stop dancing because you get old. You get old because you stop dancing. And I'm not going to stop dancing. Alex uh, Nestor. <laughs> <laughs> if Alex Nestor, if, um, you're in Southern California, especially in the North Valley. Head over to Moore Park and see her tonight at the Cafe Forenza. And tomorrow night, she's going to be in Montrose at the Ocean View. You can join me at her show in the basement in Santa Monica. That's December 9. And also, check out her website, get her album, and uh, you know, join the mailing list so you know when the, the new songs come out. Alex, thank you very much. we got to take a break now. And uh, we'll be back in just a minute with another really powerful, wonderful singer. Don't go away. You listen to Music Friday Live. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. I am back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan, your host at Music Friday Live. And I want to give you a, a quick word from our wonderful sponsor, Solar City. Solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of the upfront costs. Well, with Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront costs on approved credit. That's right. 
Solar City will come out. They'll install a solar system on your home for free. You only pay for the power you use, and you use a lot less of it because the sun's making it for you. And this is just like you do with the utility company. But, but, Solar City pays for the system. They insure the system. They maintain the system. All you have to do is sit back and enjoy the savings. What else can you ask for? So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. Now, how do you find out about this? Well, you call Solar City. I'm going to give you a phone number. You knew I was going to do that. So you have your pen and pencil ready. Phone number, 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. Chances are, when you call that number, you're going to meet a woman by the name of Tina, who's my representative there. And if you tell Tina that I said to call, she will give you a discount on your order. So that's 909-618-6937. Hope you all wrote that down, right? Everybody's got that written down. Okay. If you wonder why there's a little bit of silence there, it's because we are lining up the music for the next, we're landing in the jukebox for our next guest. And I want to talk to you a little bit about our next guest first. Natalie Gelman has been lionized, and rightly so, for working herself up from singing on the New York subway platform to singing in Carnegie Hall. But that's only a tiny piece of the success story of the woman the New York Post called the poster girl for the solo, storytelling singer-songwriter. The other pieces are far more interesting. With a beautific voice and lyrics that shy away from nothing, Natalie tells the stories that could be and often are from our own lives. From the 16-year-old girl who started singing in the subway because she was too young for the clubs to the poised talent who can mesmerize us with her words and her voice, Gelman has matured into a stellar artist of our time. And we are proud that she is with us today at Music Friday Live. Natalie, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thanks for having me, Patrick. I'm really happy to be here. Well, first off, I want you to know that I found out about you from my friend and neighbor, Dave Jensen, who was on stage with you at the Spokane TEDx event in October. Yes, now, I know. He told me about you, yeah. Well, now, now, how did you find yourself on stage at a TED Talk in Spokane? Uh, um. I actually had a performance up in a little bit north of Spokane, a place called Mead, and the people who put the TEDx on there heard me and heard my stories um, specifically, <laughs> again, with the story storytelling songwriter. But, yeah, I was sharing a story about traffic in Seattle and how it inspired a song, and they loved the story, and they they wanted me to come out and just play and share that story, and... I thought, well, that's not really a new idea. <laughs> it was new to me that traffic could be worse there than in L.A. But um, You're kidding. I, is it I, really? It is. You know, a lot of the cities seem to be growing faster than the roads can handle them. From touring, I kind of feel like that's the case in Atlanta and Dallas and um, San Francisco. And so, it's yeah, it's hard when I tour through cities. I kind of have no idea how long it's going to take me anymore. It's unpredictable. Um, 
But yeah, I was inspired in the Mercer mess to write a song, and so I shared that and um, and another idea that will be out in my TEDx soon. Well, I I'm sorry I I wasn't there, but uh, when Dave told me about you and uh, sent me to your website, I said, kind of have this woman on on the air with us. Uh, now you hey. graduated from the University of Miami, which is a nice place, about as far away from the New York subway platforms in the winter as you could go on the on the East Coast, and. <laughs> and eventually, you relocated to a small town in the hills above Santa Barbara, just north of where I am. So why there? Why did you go there, and rather than Nashville or L.A. or even back to New York, where there, where there are all these great music scenes? Well, there was a lot of time after I came home from college. I actually um, I wrote. I, I went to a really fantastic high school, and it was super creative. And I thought I wanted to study opera, but my version of opera was really creative and and all about the dresses and the, you know, it was it was not it was very rose colored coming out of Guardia. And um, I went to UM because they had an opera program, but I thought I could have roles my freshman year. They would actually um, have the freshman audition and give them roles. So. You get a lot of on-stage time because it's a smaller program. Um, and it was between there or a school, Berkeley School of Music in Boston. And I, Berkeley felt just like my high school. And I just, um, I felt that I wanted something else so I would grow. Um, and so I went to Miami. I didn't love it. Um, and after I graduated, I was already doing my own music. And I rollerbladed home as kind of a, as kind of a test of, on myself of can I do anything I set my mind to? And it was for charity as well, and I released my first record, and I got home, and I was so burnt out. I mean, I I had put on my senior recital, recorded a record, booked and, and prepared physically for this huge tour, um, and I got home, and I, like, started working at Starbucks. <laughs> and um, just kind <laughs> and, of and went I, I wanna, the opposite. I yeah. want to stop for a second just just tell our listeners that when you said you rollerbladed home, you rollerbladed 1,500 miles, right? Yes, yes. And, you, and you, were, you were hit by cars, what, twice? Twice. Once on the first day, the very first day, I was hit by a car, and, and he actually hit me, and it was he was pulling into a gas station, and I ricocheted, like, off his car. I wasn't hit too hard that first time. But I ended up like in, it had been raining and I ended up falling and getting completely soaked in oil and water. This sounds a lot sexier than it actually was. It was really disgusting. It <laughs> doesn't sound sexy at all. It, it sounds like okay. you should have been in a hospital like with uh, somebody uh, delivering long stemmed roses to you, which is the song I'd yeah, like I to play now. Yeah. Think about Thank you. Uh, <laughs> a little bit uh, oil. Here's long Oh, 
that's long stemmed roses and, and and that's that's a song I've been listening to for for two days now without stopping it's it's, it's really wonderful um there are lines there are two lines in that song that I think are really powerful statements of life. Are we happy? I suppose, but really, who the hell knows where did that line come from uh, aren't you happy i am i I wrote that with um someone who's become a real dear friend, Charlie Midnight, um, and he's a, a pretty well-known lyricist in the music business. We, um, we talked about that song for two or three hours before um, literally taking what our conversation was and just lyricizing it. I mean, if, I don't know if that's a word even, but we, I, I had all the, the verses and the pre-choruses and all of the melody and all of that for a couple of years before I finally wrote it. And I was fooling myself and thinking that it was about someone I knew and, and their parents. It wasn't about me. <laughs> then I realized, no, this is about me and my experience with them. And, and um, once I admitted that and, you know, that conversation, I'm, I work really hard on the lyrics and really try to get truth out all the time and exa- and and go pour over them to make sure I'm saying exactly what I need to say. Um, well, well, apparently it works. Oh, yeah. that, uh, emails are coming in. Uh, uh, Blaley okay. in Los Angeles <laughs> says, that line about who the hell knows is perfect. Who the hell really does know? I think that what you've done yeah. is you sum, you sum life up into four words. Um, Mallory in Boston says, sorry you skipped Boston, but maybe you can come back here and play for us. It sounds like you did okay in New York anyway. Um, I do come back and play up there, yeah. Lots of friends up there. And Teresa in Austin says, Patrick forgot to mention Austin as a place you could have come to. So why don't you drop by South by Southwest? I'd really like to see you in a showcase where it's nice and small and we can talk afterwards. Thank you. Yeah, Teresa, I used to I used to call myself bicoastal and Austin curious. So it's not <laughs> completely out of the mix. <laughs> All right. I love that. Bicoastal and Austin curious. Well, someday you're going to have to fulfill that uh, curiosity. Now, you released yeah. a second EP last year. I think it's called Street Lamp Musician. Is that correct? It is, yeah. And more recently, you you released your Chicago Live album, which I really recommend. That's this year. So you've been busy. So how do you find yeah. the time to record and release and that much music in so short a time and, you know, go out and gig and do TED events and all this other stuff? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to record two records right now, and I, I came home kind of burnt out from tour and not really motivated. I think... It's a balance, and right now my balance is I need some recharge time, um, but it is a constant um, – I really want to share that music with people, and I really have some of the best fans and the best um, – I've had some of the me- most connected experiences with people saying, you know, coming up to me with a specific lyric that gave them inspiration. So that's – it really kind of helps me to not be – get kind of get over myself and realize like somehow in that there's a little bit of it actually isn't such a big deal and you don't have to overthink what you're putting out there and you don't have to judge it to till it doesn't exist anymore um 
and and there was a long gap between my first and second records, and so I'm really trying to truncate that um, and put out two next year, <laughs> two two real produced studio records. So and another live one. The live the live record is my gift to my fans on my birthday every year. So. Do, what, um, do you do a, do a live album uh, every year for your birthday? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah. you've got at least 20 live albums out there, right? I just started this actually, but it's, it's, I know. So it's, but it is, I, I write a lot more songs than I have space for on records. Um, and I put this last one, the live in Chicago out on my birthday and I, I'm always recording my shows, but they kind of take a back burner or maybe they get put up on SoundCloud or given out. I'll email them a lot to fans who come up to me and say, I love that song, but is it going to be on a record? And, you know, I know that it won't, but this way I can send them something that appeases their, <laughs> you know, their needs <laughs> well, for that well, speaking, song. Speaking of giving away songs, um, people can get seven of your songs now, can't they, for free? Yeah, exactly. How do they do that? So you just go to my, my website and you join the email list. Um, and then stay tuned in about six months in July. I'll send them some more. So, yeah. Wow, that's, um, that, that's like the Book of the Month Club, only in this case it, it's it's the, a Song of the Year Club or Songs of the Year Club. That's a good deal. So how, how do they, this, where do they go? What's your website? Make sure they know how it's to do this. Nat- yeah, it's just nataliegelman.com, and it's one L, just um, G-E-L-M-A-N. www.nataliegelman.com go there and put your email address in the little box and uh, you will get uh, seven free songs Uh, now so we've been talking about recording and live shows which which do you prefer do you prefer to be in the studio really putting it together or do you like just to be out there recording on stage with whatever happens or does it matter um I don't like recording at all. I, 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 you know, well, I'm, I made peace with it. Um, but there's something about a live show that is so gratifying. I think both for the audience and for definitely for me and for the audience, I think too. I mean, I, I really try to be in it with them and not have a plan. Um, exactly. You know, I usually know what songs I kind of want to start with and end with and what stories I kind of normally tell or I told last time I was at that venue or that region. But I really like it to be a journey, and an ex- and I like to get people laughing at my show. And I kind of have no um, qualms about just saying and doing whatever it takes to get people to enjoy themselves. Um, well, having so seen uh, the videos of your live songs, you, you did that very, very well. We have um, <laughs> an email here. Lonely Not in Seattle says, first of all, she's absolutely right about the traffic in Spokane. It's terrible. And secondly, <laughs> she, <laughs> Lonely Not oh, wasn't uh, wants. Spokane. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he thought you were talking about Spokane, but uh, I guess you're talking about Seattle, right? The Mercer Mess. Yeah. Okay. I was stuck in that for about an hour. Sorry. Lonely Not, she's talking about your town. You <laughs> But he also wants to know, do you have a band or do you always play solo with a guitar? Um, I do have a band. I kind of have, have hired help that I, I'll bring out. Um, I played the Temecula Balloon Festival last year and um, hired a band for that. 
and I have a band that played with me for um, for a show in a summer series I play every year in Oxnard in Port Wainini. Um And I'll have, I have a drummer that comes out occasionally, but usually it's just me, solo acoustic. I do this full time. I don't teach music. I don't sell anything on the internet. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, and it's really hard to do, to pay. I really like to pay people very well that come and play for me. And so I'm not at a place where I can do that regularly and bring them on tour and, and then the expenses of hotels or finding yeah. enough hotel rooms or, yeah. So that, that's a whole that's uh, another that's step. Lovely. Yeah. Well, back to music. Uh, there's a song on your album, One More Thing, in which, um, as far as I'm concerned, your music hits all the right notes. It's kind of a foot-tapping earworm called The Lion. And uh, yesterday, I just sort of put it on re- repeat and zoned out. So I, I want to give our, our audience a little sample of The Lion here. Sure. I'm a love, she is gonna make you howl You shouldn't give kisses where you can't give love, baby You woke up the lion, now she's gonna hunt you down You woke up the lion, you have a sting for cats But one more is too many, you one is where it's at You shouldn't give kisses where you Wow, I, I love that song. Um, but the lyrics, um, I would not want to mess with the woman you are singing about. Uh, that line, has got a line in there, her claws can rip the bed sheet up just a few inches from your chin, so careful, not too far, because murder is a sin. Um, are, are, you, are you the lion? Did somebody wake you up and got the bed sheets sliced up? I, you know, everyone's, everyone has a lion in them. Um, I think I really wrote that. I mean, I think a lot of people don't, they're scared to tell someone, oh, I'm just not really interested anymore, or I met someone else, or whatever the truth is. And so that happened to me, and I just um, sang about it. <laughs> so you can be a lion, huh? Yeah, you know, well, and I think it's also the person we want to be. You have the, those moments where you're like, oh, I should have just done this. I should have known better. I should have, I should have really showed them that not to do this to me. And so it's, it's funny because it sounds so much more powerful than I feel <laughs> ever. But I, I woke up and I wrote those lyrics and I, um, and I actually got to play them for the person I wrote them about. So it was very therapeutic. <laughs> it was the wow. perfect wow. situation. Yeah. Oh, maybe do a video of that someday. Um, I just did a video, actually. We we 
shot a music video for that song that's coming out uh, in January. So, it, uh, yeah. For that song? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So years, it's gonna be, years after uh, the uh, record, but yeah. Available in January. So uh, will, will that be on your YouTube channel? Yep, exactly. Okay, people should check into her YouTube channel and, and, and subscribe to her YouTube channel because you get wonderful things like that. Let's talk about the new stuff. Uh, you okay. were on the beach in you were on the beach in Malibu recently doing a photo shoot. Now, mm-hmm. does that mean that there's something in the works? Were you doing cover art for an album release in uh, 2015, perhaps? Yes. So there are two records I'm working on in 2015. Um, one is almost done with the recording process, and one's in pre-production. Um, and I'm always, I don't, I actually have an artist, I'm for once going to not put a photo on the record, but I'm going to have an artist paint me. Um, and we're actually printing vinyl, so I'm really excited that, you know, their artwork's going to be huge and not, it will eventually be confined to just iTunes and Amazon, all their little tiny graphics. But yeah, I'm, I really care about the album art, but for once, I don't want to worry about pictures, but you always need pictures. You know, it's, it's, I, you always need iconic like that photo. And so I think it's good to shoot when you don't need them <laughs> and then save them and see what you got. Yeah. As long as you're out on um, the beach in Malibu, you might as well. I know. Uh, exactly. And, and yeah, to, there's all a lot of the, to, to, to all of the emails that are coming in, no, I don't think she was in a bikini. I know. I thought <laughs> that would get me more followers on Instagram, but unfortunately <laughs> I have had a lot of, uh, Wine since I got home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Um, not not also, taking out bikinis. Uh, now let's see. You you've got a new video you uh, shot with uh, producer uh, Danny um, um, uh, Bibiari. Uh, is, is that right? Um, you know, I have got to ask her. I think it's Barbieri. Barbieri. Barbieri okay. She's from and, Spokane and, too. Ironically, and, and, but um, her and I met at is, Sundance. Is there a release date? Yeah, that's the the Lion music video coming out in January. Um, okay. So we're going to probably be so dropping be... little pickles of it before then, but I want to wait till after the holidays, really. Well, so everybody who signs up uh, on your website uh, to get those seven free songs will also probably get an email notice uh, when the new, uh, the, the, the new exactly. video's out. Good. Okay. All right. So, yeah. But in the meantime... Folks should go to your YouTube channel and subscribe there. Um, I understand you're trying to hit 1,717 um, subscribers. I am. I posted you, that. I tweeted that and haven't gotten there yet. Um, got, yeah, that's okay. my Okay, I want 16 people out there right now to go to her YouTube channel and sign up. So by the time this broadcast is over, she hits 1,717. That's okay. Good. And actually, you know, if everybody did it, maybe you could just double that number. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be terrific. Yeah. We're talking with uh, with Natalie Gelman about her new album, her upcoming video, and her shows. And you can talk with her, too. You can call up at 347-215-7411. Or you can join the hordes that are emailing us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, we got another, another song here I want to play. And this is... Um, uh, one that uh, I think you released uh, singly. This is uh, Sundance in Your Eyes, and it has kind of a wholly different attitude to it. it Sundance in Your Eyes. 
is a total love song. Were you dancing under the sun at a ski resort when you uh, inspired by that? I actually, yeah, I actually go to Sundance every year, and um, a couple of years ago I met my honey there, so um, that's what that's about. And I just, besides us, <laughs> besides him and me, and he's, he's the reason I live in Ojai, too. He's, he's from out here. But um, it's really just an inspiring, creative festival. There's like this energy walking down main street that's all around you and everyone's guard is down you know hollywood's there and new york's there but they're approachable and people are really happy to be freezing their patooties off together so, <laughs> okay yeah um now now you're going to be um uh headed up to the snow in Truckee, uh which is um uh one of the california ski areas is this a work play trip you're going to be singing there I am, yeah. I'll be doing shows up at North Star, and I play over the ice skating rink, so people get to listen to music and skate in the rink. It's really I, I fun. Couldn't think, I couldn't think of a better scene. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, January sixteenth and eighteenth at the at the Village Stage at North Star, and we are now out of time. So I'm just going to say thank you very, very much for being with us, now. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Fun. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA studios and the Blog Talk Radio affiliates. And uh, you can like our Facebook page, you follow our Twitter feeds, and you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Vote for your favorite musician on MusicFridayNationBuilder.com, and we'll try and invite them on the show, although hold off till January on that because we've got a lot of them already. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at CyberStationUSA.com or at BlogTalkRadio.com. And at BlogTalkRadio.com, we put the... uh, the podcast up immediately after the show, so that's the place you ought to, we ought to go. We're off for the holiday next Friday, but you can still get your Music Friday live fixed. We're going to play a classic from yesteryear. Good night, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we're going to leave you with um, one of Alex Nestor's songs, Show a Little Love. <laughs> Not a thing